Feast your eyes on this, Lara. How does that make your wallet rumble? I'm sorry. I only play for sport. Then you'll like a big park. Peru. Vast mountain ranges to cover. Sheer walls of ice. Rocky crags. Savage winds. And there's this little trinket. An age-old artifact of mystical power is buried in the unfound tomb of Qualapec. That's my interest. You could leave tomorrow. Are you busy tomorrow? to Geek Salad episode 119, Sony and the Bandicoot. I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Mike. I'm Catherine. And we have a special guest. I'm also Joe. Hey, Joe, this is going to be wicked confusing again. we got two Mikes and two Joes. Oh my God, <laughs> Catherine, you and I, we're all alone in the single-named people. If we can get another Joe, we've got a full house. Ooh. Ooh. What wow. A so anyway, today we are talking all about the 20th anniversary of um, the Sony PlayStation 1, that, that awesome little gray box mm-hmm. that... Um, the Nintendo us, uh, wishes they had never heard of. Yeah. Re- <laughs> completely revolutionized the gaming industry. Absolutely. It was really the next, it was the you mean the Dreamcast, right? <laughs> yeah. I have a drink. Hey, that was not a bad yeah. system. No, it, was it wasn't a bad really underrated. I it was bad. It was problem is they had so many other mistakes that that one didn't go well. On its tombstone, it actually says the Sony Dreamcast. It doesn't suck. You suck. <laughs> I also had the Sega Saturn. I had a 3DO. <laughs> I went outside. <laughs> I was touching boobies at this time. So, <laughs> all right. Anyway. Oh, whoa! Wow. Touche. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, we're talking all about all the um, the actual gaming system itself. We're talking. We're talk- Mike just got a joke. Um, <laughs> Mike, you see, because Hi, she, welcome to Geek yeah, Salad. Mike, because she's a girl, she can touch him all the time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So we're going to be talking all about the PlayStation One, um, the innovations that it made to the gaming, um, the gaming environment. Some of your fa- some of our favorite games, some of our least favorite games, some of our favorite failed attempts at gaming. So um, unfortunately, we, we kind of put the notice out for this episode really really late. I.e., we released our, our last episode <laughs> two days ago. So I don't think Chris got a chance to get back to us yet. So maybe we'll get something for the next one. Who knows? Or he'll just have to. Uh, Supply stuff for the Halloween episode next next time. So um, we did get some some Facebook feedback, and uh, our buddy Ape Cod also has some stuff he wants to say about a few of the games. But uh, Joe, why don't you get started? Because I think you're the only one with some yeah, social yeah, yeah. media. What? I had one brief one. All right. Hey. Mentioned, um, uh, someone on my on one of my um, Facebook groups said that he he played. He spent hours and hours playing the uh, PlayStation Spider-Man game. Okay, I didn't even know there was a Spider-Man game. There was. Yeah, the cover just had Spider-Man climbing climbing a wall. All right. All right, so the, I mean, the only thing I got was from Billy, and he said, any of, the middle, any of the Metal Gear games, which I'm sure we'll go into in depth, like or Re- Resident Evil games, especially two, ask Jim. 
So, unfortunately, Jim's not here, so I can't ask him. Mike, don't you have a story to embarrass Bill with? Oh, absolutely. I remember okay. uh, it's a few it a while ago, way back when. Obviously. The obviously. Back in the old... came out in 95. Absolutely. Um, it's been a long day. Uh, but seriously, <laughs> though, I bet it was like back when we had the old house and the old basement. We had everything set up down there. Yeah. Some of the guys came over. We were all playing PlayStation Oh, games is this Mike's and... basement where chicks dare not go? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Good times, hole. good times. Absolutely. But anyway, so I remember one time, Bill wanted to see Resident Evil 2, because I, I think he'd already seen it, or he hadn't seen, I'd gotten further than he had, so uh-huh. he wanted to see where I'd gotten. So I'm walking through one of the labs, and all of a sudden, you know those, those freaking um, liquor things would come out, the big yep. brains for the heads? Yep. And those things were a bitch. So, of course, one comes out of the thing, Bill jumps five miles off the couch. He's like, Arr! He screamed like a girl. He screamed like a girl. He's like that So Bill to get that high is pretty... I don't know. I think yeah, it's pretty damn bold. Deep, deep voice. It does. Huh. But it was a funny moment. If I ever make a million bucks for no apparent reason, I'm going to buy a big old mansion and I'm going to lock all my doors with chess pieces. There you go. Because that is clearly the way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, when I have to, at work now, I'm mentoring a new rep. And what I'm going to do is every time I have to tell her something, I'm going to tell her which XO button that she has to hit in order to do things. <laughs> nice. But I'm going to write it down first, so she has to read it. You know, you know, speaking of that, it's funny that I played the play. I, you know, I'm, I'm a Sony fan, uh, PlayStation fanboy through and through. That to the point where if I pick up another game, game console controller, I have no idea how to use the controller. Uh, you know what? And that's the thing. I, I say this every single time, and this might sound really pretentious, but the Sony PlayStation controller is absolute perfection. Xbox fanboys would kill you for saying that. Oh, of course they would. Mm, yeah, but then again, it's okay because at least black people can use their uh, their systems. Believe so. it or not, there is, there is actually a a um, a hand condition named after the PlayStation. Really? Or is it PlayStation? Itis. Yeah. Play, no, PlayStation Palmar Hydrodynitis. Hydrodynitis. Wow. Damn. I will agree that I I memorized the control so well because I just drilled when I was learning Tomb Raider. That when excuse me when I stop thinking about it and I go to play on the PlayStation yeah. on our on our excuse me our Xbox 360 and I go for the X button it's in the wrong place. No. Like, yep. Yeah, Xbox. Well, X- now I'm jumping instead of performing the action I meant to do. X is the bottom. You people square too much. Square the left. goes in one spot. Menu goes in another spot. Duck is in over here. You don't put the label on the button. It's always on the same spot on the it's controller. It's not like I was looking at the control. Know, no, it's not. That's the thing. You know, in Japan, and this is actually intuitive, in Japan, you know, in, in, in the U.S., the X is always the action button. You know, if you yeah. want to jump or do U.S. Yeah. In Japan, it's zero because it stands for OK. And if you want to cancel it, it's X because X means cancel. cancel. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot more sense. But, I mean... Look, we're, we're four iterations into the PlayStation right now. That controller, with some exceptions, it's the same, in terms of, it's the same, same. controller. Yeah. You know, they added the ROM. Actually, when I bought my PlayStation four years after its launch, because that's just me. Yeah, the analog. Uh, no, I got the ROM. Yeah, the the first one, DualShock. The DualShock, yeah. No, the first control didn't have DualShock. No. Correctly, it was the second game right. system. Right, and that's first the one, one that I got, no. because I bought it four years no, after the first one had no analog, just right, the, the regular. One, yeah. And then they came out with the analog sticks. Yeah. It was the second iteration, and then before, before when the PS1... Mm-hmm. Was sold, or basically the P the, the PSX, Slim, the PSX, they came out with DualShock Two for, for the, when the it PS came to the small. Right, okay, I got gotcha. you. Right, but I'm talking like that was like way, way later on when the PS Two because that came with the PS Two. The PS Two already come out by the time they. Right, that's what I'm saying. So it really was a PS Two thing. They just kind of adapted for the PS One. Yeah. Right. 
But yeah, no, I mean, when I got my PS3, it's like, okay, I have to learn nothing. No, exactly. Oh, right. Well, you have two extra shoulder buttons, I think that's it. But even then, it's that's not, that's, that's easy. And they hardly ever use, you know. Yeah. It's like they've taken the same controller and just slowly added things to it, but evolved just it. enough that they've just evolved, exactly, it's just been a slow evolution. And now they have a touchpad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's perfect. Like I said, it's which so, I haven't figured out how to use, but <laughs> yeah, it takes a little time. Like I remember um, on Metal Gear Solid Five, you actually hit like the corner for one thing, the corner for the other, th- like for something else. So I actually can find eighties tapes in that game. You know what's great about the, the PlayStation Two is, I mean, the PlayStation, PlayStation, general, yeah, PlayStation as well. In general, no, the PlayStation is. If it wasn't for Nintendo. There probably wouldn't be any PlayStation. Period. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. That's and not just not just because of how big place uh, Nintendo That's why is. Nintendo hates it. Wish they'd never heard of them. You know, but just because of somebody misinterpreted a contract, all yep. of a sudden Sony said, "You know what? Screw you guys. We're yep. doing our own thing." Actually, that that actually brings us into our buddy Ape Cod's stuff, where he says the original Sony PlayStation. You mean the house that Nintendo 64 built? <laughs> <laughs> Playing on the uh, controller thing. Let me tell you, when I think intuitive, I think the Nintendo 64 controller. Yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing was, Nintendo 64. And that's where the PlayStation got its big hit was yeah. because you look at that thing and you're like. I don't know. Where's the third hand? Do I bludgeon oh, somebody with this thing? What do I do with it? The thing about the they gave me a batarang. <laughs> a brief thing about the AC4. The thing about that was, I, I look back on it, and I remember I was listening to some other guys talking about it, and they said that, yeah, there were some good games for it, but the system itself didn't age very well. Yeah. I think well, out of all the first... No. no, I mean, like, PlayStation, it aged a lot better than that thing has. Yeah. Well, to well, be fair, the best ga- PlayStation games that have aged well are the ones that weren't really polygonal. It does, the oh. sprite-based ones aged a lot better. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but you think about the, the, PlayStation, the original PlayStation's longevity. I mean, they stopped building these things in 2006. Yeah. 11 years after the original. And it was only a few months until the, the PS3 came out that they were still building PS1s. Right. It's like, wow, okay. And they're still building backwards compatibility into them. Every time they come out with one that's not backwards compatible, there's always a human <clears> cry. All right, and that usually just gets addressed in a software update. And right, okay, we'll take care of it. Yep, yep. So, yeah, which is, hey, that's awesome. I barely use my PlayStation 3 as it is right now, so maybe I'll go back and play some of my PlayStation 1 games with it. Yeah. 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 Because we, we finally got our, our replacement Chromecast, so I no longer have to use it for Netflix. Thank <laughs> <laughs> Christ. So, uh, Steve writes... Final Fantasy VII did two things. Put Sony on the map as a serious contender in the console market and prove yet again that you'll never go broke while shamelessly pandering to <coughs> angst-ridden nerdy teens. Yep, well. That's what they're there for, right? That was an angst-ridden 21-year-old, buddy. Yep. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater for the nerdy gamers that were actually drinking Mountain Dew, not the skaters PepsiCo <laughs> kept trying to market it to. Oh, I remember that. I remember we played. I remember Dermody and I kept playing a demo of that. Yeah. And there was this one song that kept playing over and over again. It had that one song that goes, I can't wait to tell you it's all about you. It's all about We kept singing that song oh, over, over and over again. Because every time we'd go back and see who would get the higher score, that song would kick. It was only like that song and another song that was it. We kept playing that one over and over again. How so did you make it out of hell? <laughs> Oddworld, Abe's Exodus, a game so profoundly magnificent in every describable way that any and all follow-ups were exponentially more disappointing than The Phantom Menace. Wow. Damn. True. Mega Man 8 uh, proved PlayStation could side-scroll, but I can't get that goddamn squeaky voice out of my head. <laughs> Was it Mega Man 8 or point. 8 because That's 8. 8. That's, um... Because I know they made another Mega Man like a, back in the old like someone recreated. That's nine. That's nine. That's what I thought. 
eight was asshole grade. Nine and ten were back in the old NES graphics. They went back to old. Eight went was decent upgraded sprite graphics. Yep. And old school NES difficulty. Yep. Ah. Play a couple levels, punch your sister, murder your family, burn the house game. down, hate <laughs> everybody, break the TV. Yep. And then finally, Steve writes Madden, a series that led the way in sports innovation for nigh on a decade. You know, before EA used their their legal sorcery most foul to shut out their competition, <laughs> they didn't have any more. Yeah, because Game Day, I think, was the other one. NFL Game Day, yep. Yeah, yeah. That was the that was and actually that wasn't a bad game. That either. was the was the ESPN one, right? Yeah. No, that was the place. That was the place. The Sony. Oh, that's brand. right. That was Sony's in house. Uh, and the problem was about that oh. was I I still went with the Madden ones because I felt that the um the Game Day ones were very blocky. Like they, I yeah. just, they didn't look. They, they weren't really. They weren't there yet. But um, I like Madden '97. Out of all the Madden ones for PlayStation, Madden '97 was probably my favorite. The locky graphics in it had a great PlayStation intro. game. You say? <laughs> yeah. What the hell you but say? But they use more. They use more sprites. I think in that. Please time. go straight to hell, sir. What is the sorcery you speak of? <laughs> yeah. Um. I can't remember. I think it was like ESPN put out a game that was like 1999, but it was licensed through the NFL. Yeah, it was one. It but it was for the it, PS2. It, it, it bombed. It was like one that didn't go well because in a game day, Madden were doing so well that it just it didn't make. But it. you can't compete against Madden, you know, and, the, and that, those great commentaries. You know, the team that scores the most points is going to win this game. <laughs> They've actually gotten a lot better since then. It's still but Madden hasn't. The, the physical human being of Madden has. Well, not Madden, yeah, but Madden doesn't do the uh, thing. It's Chris Collinsworth and um, I think it's Jim Nance. Oh, even better. Oh, but no, Al Michaels. Yeah, those are awesome. <laughs> no, no, Tom Brandy is no, no, out sorry. on the field right now. It's now Phil Simms now my, and um, Jim Nance. Oh, Even better. I know. Two people with no clue and none of the charm of Madden. What are you going to do now? So anyway, um, so really, we're here for the roundtable. Yep. We're going to be uh, discussing, you know, our favorites, least favorites, whatever. Yeah, no, I know. It's a square table, Mike. It's a rectangle. It's a rectangle. That means that Cicerone and Catherine are superior to the four of us. Tell me about it. We know the seats are Well, <laughs> hey, in this apartment, nothing is on the square. No. He uh, told me about it. And there was much rejoicing. Uh, All right. So, I'll start with one of the games I really loved. Parasite Eve. That was a great game. That was a, such a good game. One of the first games I was introduced to... Um, on the PlayStation, it was just, it, for me, it was, I, I'm still coming off of Nintendo yeah. and Sega Genesis, so watching this game that had, like, the full cutscenes and cinematics and all that stuff was just, it was awesome. Um, and just the, the, the graphics were awesome, the gameplay was fantastic, and it was a really deep, deep story. Yes. I mean, it's like spontaneous combusted. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then you know, yeah, learn what a mitoch. Uh, what a um. Oh, good lord! What, you what almost said midichlorian. I almost said mitochondria. Thank mitochondria. you. That's like, what I meant uh, to say. Yeah. The music. Damn you, George Lucas! <laughs> Damn you to jolly hell! There were two parts of the soundtrack I really liked off that. There was one point I think you were in like the police station. It goes. Oh god! But it would start up, and then like it add like other instruments and a little piano solo, and then you would come in there too.
Yeah. And of course, the music, that incidental music when you had the attacking fight, that doo doo, like that kind of was really cool. Just yeah. Very, uh, I always like music. Eve solo. Do 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 do. That was pretty cool. It was very do, 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 just dark. Do, do, do. But yet. It was, it was it was very well. It was like it was, the soundtrack it was, was excellent. Absolutely. I know we're going to get into Resident Evil a little more, but this is like a better, a better version better of Resident, Resident Evil. Evil. One thing that uh, I've never understood is even in the age of the MMO, where RPGs are you know fully 3D and you're behind the character or first person, however you're approaching it, actually just moving about the battlefield and dodging physical attacks has yeah. never come back. It's never come back. No. You could do it in Parasite Eve. That's right, you could. But that one just had random fights like a RPG. Oh, like when you had a fight like, like a, a ragdoll. But then there was actually ones that all of a sudden would just show up. No. Um, uh, if I remember correctly. Well, they, like the ones you just all of a sudden walk. Screen, you would just so. walk and all of a sudden you'd get you in a fight like you know, like an RPG that would just all of a sudden randomly get selected. So I remember that wow. would happen a lot. But the thing was, depending where you were on the field, you could just stand to the side and an attack would just straight up miss. Right, but I'm just talking about, I'm just talking about like when all of a sudden a fight would act like you'd be like fighting like Final Fantasy. Yeah. All of a sudden you'd just walk, all of a sudden it would go into a fight scene. So. Yep. Parasite Eve. Whereas Resident Evil, you knew where the characters were. Mm. This was the first M-rated game in, in gaming history. Really? Really? Yes. Huh. Nice. It earned it too. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, they melted an audience once. Yeah. They, once they started rating things. I think the chick got naked at one point too. Not the one you used. The other. No. The other, or like she flamed up. Joe, into something. Joe's been playing this like. I played it very month. recently. <laughs> Did you? Okay. Nobody gets naked, but they do light a lot of people on fire and <sighs> explode and melt everybody. Did you ever see the second one? <laughs> I never played the second one actually. That was interesting. I played a little bit of it. Didn't get far. That's what I hear from a lot of people. Yeah, it just didn't hold up. Yeah, I'm going to dig it up now. This is the game. Square, my this copy, is, man. This is the, the, the this is the game that Square that's made that's with uh with Final Fantasy VII money. Really? If I recall, the PlayStation when they had the PlayStation One games, that rating system really hadn't come out yet. No, no, but it, it was the first in 1998 I mean, when they the rated it. Yeah. they put that on. It was still a self-governing yeah thing. So, um, Joe. You go, I'm sorry, Mike, did you have something well, I, to say I about think, Parasite Eve? Yeah, I think Parasite Eve kind of like suffered because people were expecting it to be like a Resident Evil type game, and that's not what they got. It was almost like a survival horror RPG combo. Yeah, but people were expecting just survival horror because right. they've gotten used to Resident Evil. But I Evil. think what it was was I think the thing was they... they Com- combine the two very well. No, no, no. Yeah. No, yeah because you had also you could like you know recombine. You can fix your weapons. You could yeah. upgrade them. You because your character the, leveled you up. So people that are like, oh, I just want to shoot the zombies. Uh. Well, then go play Resident Evil. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not what that game is. Right. Yeah. It's an RPG that it has a horror theme. To exactly. It it's survival it horror slash There's RPG. There's no survival to it. You never run out of ammo. You can blow everything up all day forever. It's right. just horror. But it's still survival <laughs> in a sense. Well, you know, you, you, just, you just reload. Yeah. Joe, take the next game. Well, I mean, I could throw out something non-controversial like saying 7, 8, and 9 of the Final Fantasies are the pinnacle of the series. 
All three of them. They're mm-hmm. all. Joey, stop kicking my legs! <laughs> nope. 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 How does it feel to be so wrong, Joe? Sword gun. That's all you need to know. Sword gun. It's not seven, and that's why you're angry. That's right. That seven is the pinnacle of the series. I, Which, didn't, I didn't mind eight. It's just, for me, actually, whole, six was the pinnacle of the series. But yeah. You know. Wow. The, Here we go. That's if you had a super Famicom, okay? The, the magic draw system, I I could never that. No. It didn't didn't hold up for me as well as the. Uh, the elemental orbs. The story, the story in seven was way superior. The gameplay in seven was superior. Everything about seven is just way superior. Than that. I, I didn't mind eight. I just I didn't think it was quite as good as seven was. I like seven. I thought it was a great game. Do I think it's the best one out of the whole Final Fantasy? No, but it was definitely a damn good game. I do. I do. Just, just, just the there is death. Spoiler. That, that, you cried. That, that, I, did, I did cry. I'm sorry because I got so emotionally invested in her. I know, I know, it's stupid. I'm 20, <laughs> 21 years old. I'm invested in this sprite on a freaking comp- a screen. It's just too bad you can't play a game that requires you to have a little more talent than overleveling the bosses, Joe. I will say I didn't accomplish one thing in that Jeez. game because I re-downloaded it on PlayStation 3 from the PlayStation Store, mm-hmm. yeah. and I finally got the Golden Chocobo. Finally? Seven? Yep. Yeah. It took me forever because I had to watch a video of a guy that had like three, two parts oh, of the video. Oh, that's cheating. Chocobo. I gotta do it. So hey, I don't care. It took me a long time to do the damn thing. Well, so that's how you create a new it took, you know what? it took you 15 years to do it. <laughs> I don't care. I did it. It's scientifically sound, I'll have you know. I, I gotta know, how'd you get gold from, what was it, black and purple? No, it's black and either blue or green. Philistine. Comes into gold. Apparently. Uh, One of which has to be the other parent, because you're getting multi-generational incest going at that I, I point. Want, I want to see the DNA charts there. It's terrifying. <laughs> I was just probably to get the Knights of the Round table thing, so... That was... No, 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 it was just Knights of the Round. Whatever. Nerd! I would... I, I, the only really thing I can say about this, I remember when 7 came out, because um, I was working near and around a GameStop at the time, and a lot of my friends were pissed off that with the size of the game, the price of the game, they were still doing, like, scrolling dialogue. Well, here, no, now here's the reason why. Final Fantasy VII was originally designed for Nintendo. And it like, was, that's what, that explains the, gra- the graphics. The SNES was the first six were for Nintendo. Yes, so. it was originally designed for the uh, SNES. And when the whole thing fell through between Sony and Nintendo... Sony demonstrated what the the PlayStation can do, and Square Enix and all these other mm-hmm. developers say, you know what, we're going so with Sony. They were, uh, Final Fantasy VII was about three quarters of the way done when they made the switch. That's oh, exactly okay. why you got some cutscenes where well, it was blocky, and then they got some. Well, what, no, that's why some cutscenes were more like sprite, you know, the old sprite-based kind of. You know, with Milton Fancy nicely. Like nice watching bright. a movie that immediately right. ran out of money. But then, like Masters of the Universe. But then the cutscenes, <laughs> the, the, you know, the, the, uh, yeah, the cutscenes in between. The cinematic ones. But the cinematic ones were really the nice, were done with the PlayStation uh, hardware. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Everybody loves seven. And eight, I at least believe is a go-to. A lot of people believe it's a go-to no, because it's yeah. at least got a decent plot. Yeah, I, I the mechanics are a little wonky, but they're certainly interesting. You've yeah. got to give me the that. characters yeah. don't look like big heads, and little bodies. There you go. That's they actually good. updated the characters yeah. nicely, so they're well, actually. Well, well, they, that's they, when they, they finally switched over to the PlayStation. Can we talk about nine? Because nine is fantastic, it. and if you haven't played it, you should. Nine. 
Nine, they were trying to like they were trying to go back to their roots. Kind of the one through six kind of look. Yeah, like well, more like the one, two, and three. Like everyone was like the wizard and the white wizard and the, the they pigeonholed people. Yeah, absolutely. But it was story wise, it was still really good. But it, I don't know, the, the character designs. It seemed like you know they were like like you had se- seven and yeah. then you progressed with eight. And then you're like, hey, guess what? Let's go back to what we... What yeah, it was, kind of, it was kind of a shock to the system compared, compared yeah, to 7 and 8. I, I was kind of hoping that they would, uh, instead of going more cartoonish, they would you know, continue the more realistic that they had started with 7 went on to 6. But they went to the and they dialed back the technology, which was awesome, because 7 and 8 are verging on, like, steampunk, diesel-punk, yeah. melding magic and technique. I like those, actually. Uh, I, I didn't mind the fantasy. I, I I think I still think 9 is a very playable, very fun game. It's a very fundamental JRPG. But, yeah, I, 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 I was kind of hope, I was hoping for something a lot different. You don't know, Joy, if you haven't fed what a you boss monster to Kuina, okay? Taking a boss and going, you know what? Cook that bastard. Just devouring it is the way to go. When I first started playing that, I, I, I swore that the uh, main character was a, was a girl, and then no, no, he's just got a, he's got just got a tail. It gets so dark towards the end too, and yeah. the random Garland shout out. You want to talk about going back to your roots? Yeah. Random Dark Knight Garland at the end of the game. Yeah. It's I, not a spoiler. It's been out for years. Like I said, it's not a bad game. It's certainly very very playable. It's just, I mean, it seemed like you know just seven. To progressing to eight, it seems like they were going in one direction, and suddenly they pulled up. They pulled out their brake, did a J turn, went back the other way. And then all of a sudden, you, know you, get, sudden you get ten. Yeah. Like, well, you know why people hate it is because it's such a giant boot in the ass to the brooding loner archetype. You're like, they were all the like hero that, is always right. a brooding loner, except in this game where he's watching the hero actually win, and the other guy is just a brooding loner on the sidelines yeah. because he's a brooding loner. Right. Well, I found that this is the only thing I can contribute to the Final Fantasy conversation here. As I found a cracked article called "The Eleven Most Idiotic Fictional Weapons." Number two is the gun sword. I like the gun. You can buy this pretty boy from Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> <laughs> Why it could be cool? Guns and swords together at last. Why it absolutely is not cool? Never mind that emo kid up there that looks like he could barely lift a hanky to dab away his tears at the end of Twilight. <laughs> Let alone a massive sword, what you're probably wondering is how the hell this thing even works. Well, the gun sword is also a revolver with a tiny barrel that runs the length of the blade. You may be thinking that revolvers are a hassle and why not make the sword automatic so it wouldn't take forever to reload, but that's only really scraping the surface of how retarded this gun sword is. You want to use it as a gun? Well, too bad. You've got like 20 pounds of sword weighing down the barrel while you try to aim it at, at aim it with one hand. Want to put... Uh, put your hand on the end there to hold it like a rifle. Congratulations, you just joined the I sliced off all my fingers to the Fantasy Weapon Club. Want to use it as a sword? Also too bad. Uh, you've got to hold it by this idiotic little grip made for revolvers. And the first time you stab somebody, you're going to get a tiny little barrel on the end crammed full of bad guy guts. So the next time you try using it as a gun, it's going to blow your other hand off. Pretty much the only use for this thing would be mail it to the enemy the day before a battle in gift wrap and pray they're stupid enough to use it. Have I got bad news for you. Ever heard of a Parthian rapier? Oh, God. No, I have not. Okay, it's the real-life version of that weapon. Okay. So feel free to Google it at some point. Okay. 
it's Oof. obviously it's Final Fantasy. It's been bulked up for the game, but it was a real weapon. Okay. 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 You're up, Gavin. Tomb Raider 1, 2, and 3. Ah, the rack that launched a thousand porn parodies. <laughs> because inflated boobs didn't <laughs> exist before Tomb Raider. Absolutely. Somewhere, Definitely not in porn. Gotta say, I have Somebody, you know, those two goofballs from Weird Science from that one scene. No, we want a bigger. Go, 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 go. And that's when they made the big boobs come out, you know, when they were creating another chick. I haven't seen a whole lot of porn with, like, the mono boob. And we're talking PlayStation the 1, one, so, one, yeah. one, two, yeah. one, two, and three. At least, you know, in one, you know, in the cutscenes they're pretty good, but in the in in general gameplay, it's just a prism across <laughs> her chest. It is it is it is. It's kind of pointy too. That's what I'm saying. It's a prism. It's got a, it's it's just a point across. You know, dark side of the moon lights through it. Okay. And she's pouting a lot too. She's like, I fucking hate my boobs. Yeah. Well, you know, I anyway. But it was it was a fun game to play. Um, I started with two because I found that you get these save crystals and you can save anywhere you want. And I get to the very end, I get to the big boss, I cannot beat it, cannot beat it. I go back to one where you have to save at the save point crystals. Oh, so, I hated those. So, you know, you get to the, the certain point and then, like, if you die, you have to go all the way back. Well, this was... I didn't get into console gaming. Like we had a, a oh god, we had a ColecoVision when I was growing up, and then we uh, and we had a plug-in so we could play some Atari games. But the modern console games, I didn't get into until I was about thirty. Okay. So <laughs> I didn't have the reflexes, so I drilled for a while on Tomb Raider two in the the obstacle course, and then I went played through, couldn't beat the final boss, had to play through Tomb Raider one. You get to a point. And then you die, you have to go all the way back to the save crystal, fight all the way through again. Really good way to train your skills but and the, get much better at it. But, the, save, but the saves were very, very unforgiving, though. It was a very unforgiving game when it came to saves. Yeah, yeah it's a pain in the ass. When end, it came to bosses... I got much better at the game. When I got, I went through Tomb Raider 2 again, and I just owned the boss really fast. Right. I didn't, I didn't you know, I, I spent like a day, like, you know, seriously, got up, got up in the morning, <laughs> went through dinner... Could not beat that boss in Tomb Raider 2 until I'd gone through all of Tomb Raider 1 and had really drilled my skills and was much better at playing. So I found games. it. I found it very frustrating. I love the game too, but I found it really frustrating when you had a save spot where you worked with all that work and you had to go so far back and start over again. I find those ones things when you have a boss battle, you want to save right before that. You want something yeah. you can save right before. Mm-hmm. Um, the music in that game was incredible. I love the oboe in the beginning. Oh yeah, just I, that I, oboe I have <laughs> in the beginning. I think it's just a, it's just that beautiful solo in the beginning, and then it just picks up with the violins and then I have that uh, I, I, have, the guitar. I have a lot of the, the Tomb Raider game music on, on a lot of music was excellent yeah. I mean it was yeah. a lot of I mean the first one was very you can say it was very um, you know keyboardish but it sounded very good for what it was yeah well, that, exactly you know you bring that up and that's one of the one of the big changes that PlayStation brought along was being able to include real music orchestral music yeah a lot of it was still kind of um, electronic like but, it's, but, it was, they, but, it, but it was still much better right. than yeah, matter of fact Joe you said you had uh, you had played Rayman at one point yes you realized that if you ever threw that in a regular CD player you could just play through the tracks yep. hmm. yeah some of the games you could do that some yeah. Yeah. you gotta be careful because some games would ruin them some of them ruin them really yeah. I ruined a Soul Edge game for the doing that no oh. yeah but yeah, Tomb, Tomb Raider, too. and then uh, Tomb Raider 3 was interesting because, you, you know, you play through the first level, 
and then you can choose which order you go through the next yeah. levels, and then you go and uh, kind of like Mega Man. And Tomb Raider three was the one I actually wrote a walkthrough for because I kept I had to use walkthroughs because I'm not good at these kind of games. So I was using walkthroughs, and then I was like, oh, the grammar is bad. Oh, you know what? I have a much better solution. And, you know, I like you you have to combine different walkthroughs to get the best thing going on. And I was like, I'm just gonna write a better one. <laughs> and then I'm gonna put in a sidebar and say. You know, hey, here's information about cro- crocodiles versus alligators. How do we know that this is actually a crocodile you're facing? <laughs> you know what? There really are no piranha here, even though Laura's is getting eaten by them. You know, this is the most likely thing you're facing, actually. And, you know, stuff like that. It was, it was, I was like, what can I, what spin can I put on my walkthrough? And I called it the, but it's educational. Look, I'm learning as I play Tomb Raider 3. Well, crats! <laughs> yeah, I, I, st- I tried playing Tomb Raider 1. And after getting killed by the T-Rex like five, ten times, I decided to quit. And then I decided to give Tomb Raider again, uh, time, uh, try again on uh, Tomb Raider 2. And I played that one all the way through the end and beat the uh, final boss. That was, that, was a, that was a really fun Tomb game. Tomb Raider 2 is one of those games that usually people tell you that's your introductory Tomb Raider game. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Kind of like um, Twisted Metal. Mmm. Mmm. Which we'll get to. You, you wait your turn. I don't think I ever actually beat Tomb Raider 1 until they released that as Tomb Raider Legends. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider 2 was like, I, I tried Tomb Raider 1, and I was like, yeah, this is no fun. I tried Tomb Raider 2. That was a lot of fun. And... Yeah. Mike? Uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, my, two of my absolute favorite RPGs. I was really more of an RPG for the guy. And so, Lunar and Lunar, Lunar Silver Star Story and Lunar Two Eternal Blue, which is you got the collector's edition right in front of us. This is the regular edition. That's what the regular. Yeah, there is no collector's edition. They yeah. were all that good. Uh, wow. This came, this came with the game, the soundtrack, a full leather leather bound book for the instruction <clears throat> manual. Ah. With nice artwork. You want to look at that? And a classy ribbon uh, placeholder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And an case you fall asleep reading it. You know, oh, box with a map, uh, little figurines for the guys, and natural metal necklace that recreates with uh, one of the main characters. I mean, you didn't wear it. Oh, I did. It's you just did. very heavy. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> it oh, I can't hold this thing up my neck. No, it's just no, very, it's heavy. very thin string. Oh my spine! <laughs> no, but I mean, if you want, you know, I'm talking about music. Yeah. Music played up. Big, big, huge role. I mean, we know uh, Silver Star Story. The, one of the main characters is um, named Luna, and um, her main power is she sings, and you know it causes magical things. To, uh, and they actually included um, when they when they dubbed it in, into American, they actually had the dub the dub voice for Luna hmm. actually sing translations of the songs, and actually yeah, they're really really good. I'm probably gonna drop one in there. And darkens most. We all need to believe there is hope. Is an angel watching closely over me? Can there be a guiding light I've yet to see? I know my heart should guide me, but there's a 
Okay. <laughs> that was one of your Desert album, uh, uh, Desert Island albums, was it? No, but it would have been. All right. I thought of it at the time. Oh, the damn it. The anthology would be on that, that one. That <laughs> game was so good, and the sequel was so good. Yeah. I mean, but the best part about that game was the gambler guy from the first one, Face Facts. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely makes all of everything forever. He's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a classic JRPG. You know, you know, you see it. You see little um, enemies on the map. You walk along, and then if they if they get close to them, they'll you know actually charge at you, and then battle starts, and you you know turn base. But it's just it's so. I mean, the mm-hmm. story is just mind-blowingly awesome. So. And you can't go wrong with a magician that wears a chicken suit to magnify his power. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yo, you're up. All right. Well, I got I to gotta play the type. To type. And uh, to my personality. And for me, this game pretty much defined the, the PlayStation experience. And it was Gran Turismo. Oh, my God. I'm going to agree. myself. You're talking about cars? You? Racing? No way. I know. Huh? It, it's, it's not Star Wars. It's cars. That's right. <laughs> no, but I mean, but he's all of two dimensions. <laughs> got eventually, I will find a third. But no, it is. <laughs> I mean, for for gaming, for driving simulators, Gran Turismo is the granddaddy of them all. I mean, just because the the amount of cars that it that it had, the realism that it that it entailed. I mean, you couldn't. It wasn't like playing pole position or ridge race or anything like that. You actually had to drive right. the car in a real world type, you know, like in a real world, real world type setting. And I mean, I, I loved it. The graphics blew me away. I mean, it was really the that was the the must have that. that that's the game that made me get a PlayStation because I got it like two. I got the PlayStation two years after it came out and mm. it was because of that game that I got it. So and I, I mean, I'm still a huge fan of the Gran Turismo series, and I have very fond memories of that game. <laughs> nice, Mike. What you got? All right, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go in the second one because the first one, Joe and I will piggyback off one of the ones that you wrote down. Um, but I went with Herc's Adventures. Herc's Adventures. I remember. That was a fun game. It wasn't the most popular. It was very. Um, remember, Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Yeah. It was very much like that. Yes, you it basically was, could yeah. play as three characters. You could play as uh, Hercules. Who was voiced by Dean Castanella, by the way. Really? Yes. Oh, um, really? You mean they actually let him not do something beyond the Simpsons? Simpsons? Exactly. And Atlanta or Jason of the Argonauts. <laughs> and basically, and the funny thing was, you play as like Hercules, and he basically, you know, he's got this big, huge, brooding chin, you know, beard, and he walks around, and once in a while, go like, don't worry, I'm Hercules! <laughs> you walk around later on, and go around, and all of a sudden you go, my dad's a god! <laughs> And it's so funny because you'd fight like this one eye, you know, the Cyclops, you know, you had to fight yeah. a, uh, a big warthog, and the warthog would eat you, yeah. and he'd sit there with his big belly, and you'd have to like slam him a few times to get like burped <laughs> out. It was a great game, it was like so like comedic, it looked like a big cartoon, but the game was friggin' and fun. And the art, but yeah, the art style was oh, just was so funny. And, and when you so powered funny. up Hercules, they did like the Six Million Dollar Man sound. Yep. It was, I, but I it was just hear a, Dan Castanella saying all these lines. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> look up Hercules. Look up Hercules. Adventure. Yeah. It's a great fun game. I never played that. So, so it was, so it was so yeah, fun. and again, it was, it was very. It was based on the whole you know Greek heroes, everything. It was it was actually done very to the T, but very comic. But very satirical. Kind yeah, of, it's very yeah, yeah like it's a, very satirical take on Greek mythology. Yeah, absolutely hilarious too. Cool. All right, next up on my list is Spyro the Dragon. 
This is more one of those games that my wife just absolutely fell in love with. And <laughs> every time a new one came out, which was like every year, she would get the new Spyro the Dragon game. I mean, and they're just fun, harmless kids games, you know? I think, didn't Spyro come back for like that... Oh, geez, Spyro's come back for like... I think he's had like seven or eight sequels but, by like, now. The game, the game, sequels, the every game that inspired every game. Yep. Yeah. But no... It, the game that inspired um, Infinity. No, uh, Sky Warriors or something no, like that. No, uh, Skylanders. Skylanders. Spyro oh, yes. was part of that now. Yes, yes he is. So. Um, yeah, I mean, they're just fun games. The graphics, for being as cartoonish as they are, just it's a good game fun for graphics. Too. It's a great game for kids. Yeah. And a great game for people that aren't invested in gaming. So, you know, you can play. It's like a puzzle game type. Play a few levels. You do your thing. Complete your mission. And you can put it away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, fill up your memory cards. <clears throat> I am so glad I moved past memory cards. Oh, my God. I remember, like, the first... I used to date this girl who had Italy, the first PlayStation I really ever saw being played. And a friend of hers came over and copied save files from one one of her cards onto his. Yeah. So he had the exact same games. He would just take them and, you know... All right. So, in other words, you can't beat these games at all yourself, right? Yeah. You suck. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, I don't have a lot to say about the game other than, you know, brought my wife hours and hours of entertainment. <laughs> I think, unfortunately, those were getting, they kind of started getting stale after a while. They got stale, and then the they last moved couple, to Nintendo. The, the last couple did not do well. No. I remember they were, like, but the first, like, maybe two or three of them were very good. Mm. That's where, actually, I I think one of, one of the more recent ones actually was very well received. I'm not right. sure which one it was. It might have been the last one before the, the Skylander. <laughs> Series, but yeah, I mean, for their time, I mean, un until we got the PS2 and upgraded to Sly Cooper, you know, these were her <laughs> the go-to games. Joe, all right, who are you starting to fight with now? Well, I was positive before, now it's time to just delve right into right. the gritty. Um, can we discuss the absolutely awful platformers that were released for the for the PS1? There were so many. Uh, does anyone remember Arrow the Acrobat? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do. Okay. How about Tomba? Anybody ring? No, no, the first Tomba was actually kind of fun. I actually okay. enjoyed that one. Well, it might have been fun. But the second was more flop. Yeah. And of course, the correct solution to any game that doesn't sell enough is you make a sequel, right? Yeah. Of course. That's no, the brilliant. first the first one actually wasn't that bad. It was. It was I think it was kind of underrated. Because uh, I remember Brian Darby brought that one over. I played that one, and I was actually enjoying it. But there were so many awful games where it was like, I don't know, you hop from platform to platform, uh, plot's overrated, it looks blocky, let's make some polygons, and it's a game. Yeah, but it kind of twisted a little bit. It would turn a little bit from time to time. So they tried doing a little bit different, something different with it. I feel like you're missing the point here. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Yeah, that one. The point is there were so many. It... it, it just platformer after platformer was released for it because they thought 3D platforming it's brilliant it worked in Mario 64 why can't we do it and it turned out they couldn't do it because they sucked <laughs> well I mean that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't the PS1's primary selling point was platformers yeah. and that wasn't their main focus their main focus was to move into 3D make 3D the primary Every system has shovelware games. Right, exactly. And, and that's really what essentially has turned into. Yeah, platformers for PS... With, the, with, with, with some exceptions, like Rayman. 
Rayman was a damn good game. Mm-hmm. All right, I give you that one. Okay. But that was Sprite. PUBG Man. was not. <laughs> Rayman was. Uh, what Rayman one was, was Sprite. Ba- it was Sprite based. Mm. It was a fantastic game. But again, like I said, it's that was platformers were not the PS one's main focus. It was no. it was polygon based three D graphics. All right, I'll give it to you. All right. Is that your turn? I suppose. Yep. All right. <laughs> Catherine? Um, okay, so when I turned 30 last week, I received a PS2. <laughs> uh, an early PS2 for my birthday. And one of the first games I got was Gauntlet Dark Legacy. I know we're mostly focused on PS1, but yep. I just... I actually wore out my oh, first okay. copy and wow. I had to buy a new copy of wow. Gauntlet. I remember playing that game. That game was really awesome. And You're I know not that, the only one. And I know that Gauntlet, you know, had earlier versions, later versions. I think I watched my friends playing it at the arcade. And I love Gauntlet and one of the things about Gauntlet is it's so easy to play that you can play it while on a treadmill or a mini yeah. stepper. Mm. Ex- you can get extra literally exercise. And you're like, I'm running and shooting, I'm running and shooting and I'm running really fast on the treadmill and yay. <laughs> And I just, I love that game so much. It's a great game. Yeah. Absolutely. Gauntlet's always been an okay but, franchise, but when they when they did Dark Legacy, they really outdid themselves. Legends, so. Legends was okay. The one yeah. prior to that on the uh, Dreamcast when yeah. I played, that yeah. was really good. Absolutely, yeah. but that was that was really the pinnacle, I think. They put up a, re- a new recent version. Did they? Yeah, on uh, PlayStation 4. Well, you can download it, which well, is, it's okay. Well, it was kind of cool okay. about the Gauntlet Dark Legacy, if it's the one I remember, is that they actually... It wasn't just like the you know the same dungeon that you you know different rooms. They actually had like different like a, like a garden garden areas and like a two areas like pyramids and the Egyptian type style. That's correct. And, like, and, and that. Yeah, they they explored a lot. There were different yeah. realms and the other things. legends did the same thing. And then they they had the secret areas where you could mm. unlock secret carrier characters. And yeah. when you go in there, one of the realms that you go into is Gauntlet One. <laughs> and the sound effect, the the music for it was always the music for the secret areas from Gauntlet One. Warrior, your life force is running out. Yeah. Elf, you just shot the food. Warrior, you are kicking the elf's ass. Warrior needs food badly. Yes, exactly. Which is which is a fun joke with gamers. You know. Whenever you're hungry. Token girl needs food badly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's the hair. Warrior. It's about to die. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you whenever, don't say. Whenever Sumner says that, you die within, like, a millisecond. I know I've told this story before, but my friend Kent had a car back in the, like, the late 80s, back when they thought it would be innovative to have a car talk to you. Oh, yes. For certain things. And, you know, he's driving on one of those, those quiet, dark North Carolina roads at, like, 12 in, at midnight. <laughs> and the car is usually like, you know, your lights are on. Your speed is high. Warrior's about to die. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's getting late. He's getting tired. His eyes start getting really, really heavy. And then all of a sudden he hears, your fuel is low! <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> And that's all I could think of was Gauntlet. Look at Tim Sunder. Hey, fucking stupid. Think up. There has been more than one occasion <clears throat> in my life when I wish a car had yelled at the driver, Your fuel is low, asshole. You will not make it. 
Trust me, I'm a car. I know that. I'm the expert on this. Michael, you need to fuel me up right away. <laughs> I will run out of fuel when you hit the curb. I swear to you, do not fuck with me. <laughs> I'm the car. I ran out of fuel once. 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 It was Once. in the middle of the day across the street from a gas station. Ah, ah, I almost to, made it. <laughs> I was able to wrangle some people to help me push the car across the street and never again. <laughs> was, that was enough of an excitement. <laughs> Next, I'm going to go with the uh, spiritual successor to Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross. All right. Oh, 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 oh. You just gotta look. The look. Where's that way, buddy? I'm gonna, I'm gonna zip up my sweatshirt right now. It got cold in here. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was definitely not the same as Chrono Trigger. But you don't say. I, I, I still thought it was a really. I mean, again, I think the story was really strong. It wasn't quite as strong as Chrono Trigger, but I thought it was a very. It was. Very different, but it it was definitely a sequel because stuff that happens in Chrono Trigger causes what happens in Chrono Cross to happen. I'm not gonna go go into the spoilers. Yeah, the game that came out 20 years ago. They pitched it, it didn't sell, and then they rewrote the story to include Chrono Trigger. And then someone said, "Oh, well, it's a Chrono Trigger sequel. Of course, nerds will buy it." And I bought it, and I still nerd. I still enjoyed it. Dude, like the what was it, Lynx, the, the, the quasi villain. I thought he was really cool. And there's actually a, there's actually a very large section of the game where your character kind of switches minds with Lynx. So you're actually playing as Lynx while he's in your character's body doing some pretty bad things. All right, I'll give it to you. <laughs> Sounds like a decent game if they just took the idea of being related to Chrono Trigger out of it. Well, there's there's a whole section like the the is like the ocean of like the frozen ocean, and it, it's a whole section where time is completely for, uh, not moving, and that actually has a big uh, big tie in with uh, Lavos from uh, Chrono Trigger. And actually, you can actually see like a kind of almost the ghosts of of uh, Chrono, um, Merle, and Luca. Walking around there as well, and you can talk to him. And Chrono doesn't say anything. <laughs> you, you talk to him. There's a shocking revolution <laughs> revelation for you. I again, I think uh, for me, uh, it was the story that because the graphics were, I mean, they were all pixelated anyway. I mean, it was PS1. Right. So sure. if, if if it was good story, I more than forgave the the uh, graphics, and I thought Chrono Cross had a really good story. All right, I get it. Joe. Alright. Metal Gear Solid. Oh, great game. Nice. Awesome game. How many games got released for the first PlayStation? Was it just two? two? One. One. Well, technically the virtual integral one was like a separate yeah, just one, one, just virtual one. reality. So Metal Gear Solid. Story, story mode, well, a story game. Like one and a half. Yeah, you can say one. Metal Gear Solid two that you know, it didn't come out till... Right, PlayStation. but I'm going to say they had that Metal Gear, like, Metal Gear Solid... Because, you know... They had integral virtual missions, and that's all it was. Because, you know, Hideo Kojima loves putting out these games every year or so. Sniper Wolf. He puts a lot of effort... <laughs> Goddamn Sniper time. Wolf. Oh, my God, I had so much damn trouble getting through that section. I had no problem You know what that. the correct solution is? Because I, I, I got the night vision goggles. 
No, 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 you go infrared goggles. That's no, that's what I got. And the Nikita missile launcher. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then you don't have to play, but if you really want to step up your game, you just get out there and play it the hard way. But it was, I mean, it was such a good game, and it 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 had all the elements like the story. I mean, the story drew you in, and you know, the graphics for what for the era, you know, for the polygon-based graphics that it was, it they were pretty damn good, and it worked. So, I, mean, I remember the demo and just playing through the demo over and over again until I bought the game. Yeah. And I was just like, this is crazy. But the best probably part of that game was when you had to fight Decoy Octopus. No, not Decoy, I'm sorry. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it was, no, Psycho Mantis, sorry. Psycho I was going to say, Decoy Octopus he was the very easy to beat, it turns yeah, out. Never, yeah, was, yeah, I was thinking, um, um, Psycho Mantis was the best because you had to switch ports mm-hmm. to, like, yeah. beat him. And the thing about that was, he would read your memory card, and if he has any games like related, he goes, oh, I see you're a fan of this game, right. I see you're a fan of this game. So if it was Konami-based, he knew your game. Yeah. So it was actually pretty cool that... Um, but they, I mean, the game mechanics, too, were like, anytime you were doing the, the uh, sniper, you were doing using the sniper rifle, you had to, like, time it because you're breathing. Yeah, so you'd, you'd see, yeah. the, you'd see the, the scope go up and down, so you'd have to slow your breathing down. Unless you use Phantasm, and then it slowed it down. Also, if you ever ran low on Claymore Mines... If you found an area with Claymore mines, you go belly down and just yeah. crawl, and you'd fr- and you'd pick them up. <laughs> you stocked up for yeah. you know. Oh yeah. Vulcan the other thing too was I liked how it, it really piggybacked off like the first two Metal Gear games, like you know mm. the, the first the I'm talking about not talking about the Nintendo ones, yeah. I'm talking about the MSX ones, which actually I was able to play when Sneakier came out. Mm. They actually had an extended one where they had the original MSX games. On that one, yeah, so you get to play it. Yeah. So actually, and those games were actually more what Kojima was because when the Nintendo version came out, it wasn't. It was changed a lot, mm. and the translation was horrible. Oh yeah, well. But you started like you didn't start playing in this jungle. You start off right near the base, which is pretty cool. But the game was a little bit better. And I played the second one, which is the real second one, not the one that came out for Nintendo. That one that we got, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Snake's Revenge, that was yeah. not technically a Kojima one, mm. but that one actually stuck more to the actual. Um, game line, which Mike, is pretty cool. Do you feel asleep? I feel asleep. Easy, 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 easy. Wait a minute. Hold on, Wait, wait. The truck has started to move. What? Yeah. 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 Who was yeah, like right. your ally in the first game? Then he turned That's on you in the second yeah. game, actually, and then you find out that he is now the cyborg ninja in Metal Gear Solid. And what about Liquid Ocelot? Well, it's what? Liquid Snake. Liquid Snake. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, okay. he was off with Revolver Ocelot. Ocelot, right? I'm combining the two. That piss-smelling Ocelot. You just suddenly smelling Ocelot too much because it's very plausible. Ocelot's probably one of the best character, like one of the yeah. best villain characters. Oh my god, when he's torturing you, I'm like, I don't care what you're actually going to do. I'm <laughs> sure you mean that I cannot lose this. By the way, his character has evolved so much, even from like Snake Eater. Like he's in Metal Gear Solid Five. He's one of your partners in Metal Gear Solid Five, so he's still kind of old-ish, but he hasn't gotten like the full grassy voice yet. He's kind of like in between, so the same actor, voice actor. I love the smell of cordite in the morning. Exactly, perfect, right there. But um, I mean, there's like there's a great cast of characters in that game. Um, I remember the worst part. The, the one part I was always worried about was like the the key cards. Oh, you had like yeah, one was normal, one you had to heat up, but you had to go through a cold area. 
<laughs> before in the end, like we yeah. get there quick before it would like you know because the same car you had to heat it up first and get it cold first so you could like unlock Metal Gear and yeah. I mean it was it was it was challenging without being frustrating like I want to break something challenging. For little things, you didn't play Master... the hardest mode, obviously. And, not, no. and of course, spoiler here: when you found out Master Mill the whole time was really Liquid Snake, he's like, "You talk to me, dear brother." And of course, he pulls his yeah. hair down, takes the glasses off. And of course, he's just got the long, flowing blonde hair. Looking Damn you, Blokan! Yeah, really? <laughs> oh no, it's it, it's it, it, it's plausible without being nearly Clark Clark Kentish. It's yeah. not even a little. But the funny is, you find out they're clones. You know, they were just clones of Big Boss. Why didn't I think of that? Obviously. So. Damn you, Prince Adam! And of course, at the end, <laughs> and then at the end, you've got you know the little like thing about you know at the end like the credits. You hear like Ocelot talking, no, so they didn't know that you're the third clone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, Mr. President, and so it goes boom, like holy shit! You know, and it was like a. Obviously, the only canon ending has to be him leaving with Otacon because you need to have Dave and Hal heading off into the sunset. There you go. Oh my god! <laughs> Hal's father is in the Metal Gear Solid Five. No kidding. Yeah. Of course. Huey, his name is Huey Emmerich. I'm sorry. No. Oh, okay. He has the same voice. There you voice. go. Now you're talking. And it's the same voice actor. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. Mike. Me. You're um. I'm going to go with another one. I'm going to twist pick up one here. Twisted Metal. Those yep. were great games, particularly number two. Number two was the best. Number two out of all of them was probably the best one. Number one had, they was, remember they were using a lot of the um, live action sequences? Yep. That was kind of during that time in the 90s when they had a lot of like you know live action like scenes and a lot of things. And they were pretty cheesy. But the second one just took that great premise. You know, all the characters. The characters are great. The game is for great. We played that in college so much. We'd have like that was buy a case of beer and just hang out with. Yeah, that's exactly what we did. Yeah. And the best part was just carnage, just make turns. When you play in Paris, the one thing you want to do is knock over that um, uh, like the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, yeah. My friends go. Oh, he's like, it's a missile. Hold on, I'm gonna go knock the Eiffel Tower down. All right, go ahead. Boom! We just see the thing come crashing. We'd stop and just watch the thing crashing down. It was great. But did you then hang out in the Louvre? Yes, we did. All right, there you go. <laughs> but the best part, the greatest part, is the whole story of Calypso, who's like you know the mastermind of this whole thing. Would like if you won Twisted Metal, you got your wish granted. But of course, he would twist the words. They were always monkey paw wishes. Right. It was like uh, wasn't he the one old guy that drove the Hummer? Oh, like, Warthog. Warthog. And like how his missiles go, the little boo. Like sound like a really bad horn. But the point is, he wanted to wish that he was his body. He had a younger body again. Well, he got his wish. He got a younger body. He was had that old, like little shriveled head. Oh. So and of I course, don't know. then there's the one guy that wanted to be a celebrity. He wanted to be seen all over the place. Okay. So this whole clip stretches his face. So, like, the whole world can, like, see him, like, covered. Yeah. It was, like, messed. It was, like, so fucked up. No, the best was the two stoners driving the giant, uh, driving the giant monster truck. Yeah. And yeah. they just wanted to fly, man. Yeah. So they fling themselves off of your local rooftop, yeah. and yeah. then he presents them with plane tickets. Yep. And then he found out one girl was close to his daughter. Yeah, and then there's the real plot, but nobody cares. The but of course, is torturing these people. Did you get so Did you get to play through the game of Sweet Tooth? Of course. And of course, Sweet Tooth wanted to be like a flower. <laughs> I mean, like really? I mean, I'm like that was one of the stupid things about the game because I like, you know we knew Sweet Tooth was just crazy, crazy. Okay, but the fact that he's like, I want to be a flower. So like all of a sudden he's like a happy little flower. I'm like, that's the ending they gave him. I thought he'd be like some crazy shit and take take over, which he did later. But Twisted Metal Black is the correct culmination of the Twisted Metal series. I think 3 and 4 were just kind of like the oddball... They sold out. I, I, I yeah. want to say there was a band that had a, a member that had a car or something. Because the fourth game, 
ended up being uh, what's his name Sweet Tooth took over the whole thing and of course he, he had this little like Sweet Tooth Jr. like mini me character that'd be like his voice oh, every time he said he'd go goodbye you know that's all you'd say and of course and Sweet Tooth's just going like this in the whole background the whole time not saying <laughs> a word just going like this like a crazy ape shit clown because you know clowns are creepy yep. that sounds terrible no 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 black is the way to go right I'm just saying Sweet Tooth is a full bore cannibal yeah flaming head character is is supposedly exercising demons and, in fact, is just the schizophrenic. Uh, it, 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 it's a disaster, and it's fantastic. What was the one guy? Spirit of the what system. was the one big guy with the arms and the thing? What was his Axel. name? Axel. Axel. That guy was pretty cool, too. He had that big, huge, big two wheels. His arms and legs were locked into the thing. <laughs> Outlaw or bust, man. Outlaw Outlaws. to or bust, because nothing says cops like a drive-by. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right, so next up for me, I'm going to go with the WWF SmackDown games. Better than Warzone. Oh, my. Warzone, what was the other ones? The Attitude? Attitude. Attitude was worse. Attitude was terrible. But Warzone, we used to play that a lot. It was like the first wrestling game we all kind of started playing. It was like they, they actually like had taken a photograph of the wrestler's face and like mounted it onto like this polyagonal body, which was horrific. But the thing was, though, you could like, and you could like, you could build your own, create your own character. But the funny thing is the character had no name. Right. Well, no, he did have a name. His name was Player One. And, of course, what they did was the crowd would kind of cheer you or boo you. Right. So, of course, the game would be like, you know, go, Rocky doesn't suck, you suck. Or, you know, whoever doesn't suck, you or Steve Austin doesn't suck, you suck. You know, Stone Cold, Stone Cold. Well, all of a sudden, if your character starts winning, the creative character goes, everybody starts going, Player One! Player One! Player One! here, Player One doesn't suck, you suck! And you just, you know... And just the the commentary and the commentary was horrible. The commentary was and SmackDown was it was just as bad because had Michael Cole and I think uh, King. Uh, no, actually, the first two SmackDown games didn't actually have commentary at all. They brought it back for three when they brought it to the PlayStation Two. Right, right. When right. it was the last ride, the last ride. It's really very devastating. <laughs> it was just like it was. Just what a great. Intercontinental Championship match this is! <laughs> Thank you. Randy! <laughs> I'm going to make love to the children. <laughs> the thing with SmackDown, though, they had made all the improvements. The creator wrestler got better. Yep. A lot better. Uh, well, I think they had a different um, company at that point. I think THQ took, took over, which yeah. Which was actually a much better company. That was They actually made a lot of WCW games at the time before that kind of started going forward. Right. And they made them for, like, the uh, N64. They used all the Titantron entrance music, yep. the videos. Um, the players, I mean, for the for what the technology allowed, the, the players look good, the, the actual uh, wrestlers look good. The yeah, moves players, are all fluid. It's much smoother. Much smoother. And it was, you know, Acclaim had the first two games. Right. And it was just like, it was like, you hit one button, it was like... Uh, there, there was like a hold button, and right. the thing with SmackDown was, and this this was true pretty much throughout, um, even through SmackDown versus Raw, the control mechanisms were identical yep. across the board. So you could play one, two, three, four, five, or what you know, versus Raw, whatever. Right. And they all worked the same way. So just you know, getting your new roster and getting better graphics, and, and the best part was they had the original music that. It was great too because by the time the game finally came out, most of the wrestlers had already shed like their current gimmicks. So there wasn't like you know, evil Undertaker. He right. turned a biker taker at that time. Yeah, biker taker. <laughs> oh God. Test had moved to long pants because he realized he hadn't been doing enough work on his legs. <laughs> 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 Let's get big days, kids. 
Yep, and that's how you can tell with most wrestlers if they're wearing leather pants. They they always skip leg day. I remember one time. Remember, we all, remember like when we all had the game. We all bring over our memory cards to play it. Oh yeah, because we the, the we all like, about, he was like memory card. And he said you we all had the game. So yeah. we all brought memory cards to your house one time. So I popped mine in, showed my guys, and we were able to transfer them to yours. The create a wrestler aspect is, is one of the better ones that we did. And the, the the crowning achievement is our racist friend Pat. Oh God. We decided that we were going to give him a new fresh street image. Check, please. <laughs> so he called him Patty, Patty Two Scoops because his parents owned an ice cream place. You know, Patty, the number two, Scoops. Yeah. Patty Two Scoops. <laughs> but we figured that he needed a posse to go hang with, so we did the NWP. <laughs> you know what, with Patrick. Um, and essentially Jack, it was... Jack, anybody? It was Mark Henry, yep. Jacqueline, <laughs> and there was another black wrestler. It might have been Farouk. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury... Dante Hicks is just like you. He loves grape soda. And then uh, Germany came up with uh, Robert Loggia. No, that was Joe Murphy. Oh, that Joe Murphy? And then he named his... T- and then, of course, he was a flying move off the thing. It was called Look Out Beloja. That was his finishing move. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, remember, remember Dermy and I created, like, two characters. We called them, like, they were, like, the roided-up steroid guys. Yeah. My guy was called Beef Hardbody. <laughs> and he had, like, like che- it wasn't, like, chest vein. It was, like, one of the, like, it was almost like, a, it was, like, before the David Ryder nicknames. Right. And it was hysterical, but we came up, like, Beef Hardbody. And I remember he had another one. We called him, like, you know, the, you know, the, and we gave him, like, little itty-bitty legs and, like, huge bodies. Big, large, huge. Yeah, I remember, I can't what we called it. It was not one of those things. We just came up with the idea. It was almost like a prelude to that. Yeah. And we like, gave him the, the, the mullet. <laughs> we gave him the mullet. We just beefed up the, the huge, like, body. We gave him, like, his little skinny legs. Yeah. Brian also did Tiny Undertaker. Yep. And huge Funaki. <laughs> oh, God. And, of course, I remember Chris came up with Gil. Yeah. Came out with the tutu. And yep. walked out like this. <laughs> Because that wasn't offensive in 1990. <laughs> All right. So that that's my two cents. Joe, what's up next for you, buddy? Uh, well, can we just take a moment to appreciate these sprite-based games? Because they were amazing. Okay. This is what I was waiting for. I think I'm going to Two one. of my go-tos are Legend of Mana, which doesn't get much love, yeah. and Castlevania Symphony of the Night, that's which Castlevania is an amazing game. amazing game. That was a great... You know what's great about that game is it took the Super Metroid form, formula, mm-hmm. went into the Castlevania theme... Well, it, it launched. It launched basically a whole genre called Metroidvania, basically, which is you know you right. take elements of Metroid, you take elements of Castlevania, you mash them together. Well, there's a game on. Well, what um, you mean is they take the Castlevania setting and make a Metroid game in it, right. and that's how it works, and it still sells. Look yeah. up um, PlayStation Four Axiom Verge. Okay, that has a very that's the same formula. But no, Castlevania was great because had that great kind of storyline. And the great thing about the, that game was you start off with all the great weapons. Mm. Like you're going crazy and all of a sudden death takes them all away from you. <laughs> I always liked after one of the, shit. <laughs> the first time you bump into uh, I forget her name, but the chick. Yeah. He says, coming. "Have you ever met Richter?" And he says, "Richter who?" And she goes, "Richter Belmont." And you get a little thought bubble with a, you know, decent pixelated version of decent art at the time. Yeah. And then Alucard responds with, of the Belmont clan, and he gets a thought bubble, and it's Castlevania Three Belmont. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that's because he worked, cause he worked with him in Dracula's Belmont he worked with. Right, he but he great. knew the Belmont family just right. got Richter, because, right. yeah, because he worked with Trevor. It was a, a, a clever little thing. Yeah, all. but um, I remember the other thing was just some of the characters are great, like um, the, uh, the guy you bite in the library. Oh, yeah, the librarian. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Every time you buy something, yeah. Um, we get the library card, you go back to him. 
Well, the great thing about that game was you had to, like, get certain items to continue the game. Because there was a certain scene where you bumped into Richter, who was basically possessed. Right. By, you ready for this? The man called... Shaft! Yes, there was an enemy called. He's like, I am the enemy named Shaft. You're damn right. And I'll tell you now, the jokes would get. Yeah, you it's know just, that Shaft and Wood, man. Hey, you watch hey, Shaft. Oh, yeah, those were talking about Shaft. But the funny thing was, you had to get like two items throughout the game. And if you didn't get those two items, the game ended. If you had to kill Richter, and the game ended right there. But you found out that Richter was being controlled. If you had like these like x ray glasses, you saw this thing over his head. You had to kill that first. Freed Richter, and he found out there's a whole other castle exactly like this one, but upside down. Oh, jeez. Which makes the jumps a whole lot Blood. trickier, let me tell you. And I'll tell you, some of the music in that game, again, amazing. Fantastic There was score. one song, and I can't remember the name of it. It was when in the second castle. It was like a... had this really very charming sound to it. I'll send it to you, Mike, if I can find it. Yeah. That's one that no, you can upload. Mike, I have to ask you, when you were battling Richter, did you ever eventually see him at the party? <laughs> I, did see, I did see him at the party. Because I didn't kill him. And he didn't lose his arms either. No, oh, damn okay. it. <laughs> blue No, Castlevania Symphony was probably one of one the of best One of the best games. gimmicks I thought yeah. about that is the very first thing they make you do in the game plays Richter. is... Play, play as Richter at the very end of the game before you do the last boss fight. Castlevania the X. first thing. And depending on how easily you beat Dracula in that game, determines your stats for the start of the next. And the one game, you're actually playing. If I remember correctly, that one came out for TurboGrafx-16 because I downloaded it on my Wii. <laughs> and there was, a super, I know, there was a Super Nintendo version of that as well that was kind of revamped a little bit. Yes. But you play as that, you play as Richter throughout the whole thing. Right. But um, I remember that was like the game that was the prequel to Symphony of the Night. Awesome. Catherine, you're up. There was a game that we really didn't go into too much depth on that you put on your list. Which was that? Oddworld? We, 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 Steve we, we brought it up. That. Steve brought it up, but we didn't really talk about it. We mentioned it, uh, yeah. Um... So I, it was a funny game. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a, a funny fun game. game. It was a fun but game. But you know, you know, it, it, it's on the surface, it, it is a fun game, and it looks lighthearted. But the the theme behind it was very, very dark. Yeah, yeah. absolutely dark, dark oh, game. Yeah, they were like eating. It was like it was. I remember. I can't remember. It was about cannibalism. Like, now it wasn't so much cannibalism, but it was. It was like they eat them or something like that. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the basically the 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 main character Abe yep. is, a, is is part of a species. That's basically bred to be eaten by, by whatever the other. And he, is, he is leading them away. Hello, hello. Follow me. Okay. Then you have like, he's like, you know, trying yep. to control. When he, when he does things. stuff like that, and I had, I, I was playing with a friend, and I'm like, I was bad at the jumping and running around, but I love watching the game. However. He was terrible at the like figuring out the pattern on the bombs that you the landmines yes. so that you could do. Yeah. So. 
he would do the running around and the jumping down all the levels, and then we get to a bomb, and it was like, hand the controller over to me, I figure <laughs> out the pattern, whap, okay, we're safe, you go! <laughs> and it was it was a team game, it was a lot of fun, and it was just, it was, I, don't, I no longer have my copy because I have friends that, you know, have small, young male children who are old enough to play this game, and I was like, you guys will get a lot of fun out of this. I saw this game... I can't remember if I bought or if I borrowed or whatever. I remember playing it only because that will 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 will. But I, rem- I do I do remember. I mean, the graphics on it were top notch for play for a PlayStation. Well, cutscenes. It, really cut scenes. it yeah. put, well, innovated cutscenes. But, but even the even the play even the the play graphics really pushed the mm. PlayStation's capabilities. I mean, they, it's like yeah. they were able to really kind of smooth out like the pixels and yes. everything. And they yeah. Really made it. yeah. It was almost yeah. pixelated, but it almost had like a side-scrolling type. Well, it was a platform. It, 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 yeah. it, it was a platform. But it was very Ape, 3D-ish. And yeah. Ape is not a traditional hero of any stretch no, of the no. imagination. He's very odd-shaped. Very and some of those games sometimes the better games. Yeah, he looked really good that way. Yeah. And, well, really good as far as you can get his little lumpish edible thing. The first one is <laughs> Odyssey, right? Yes. And then yeah. it was XSF. Yeah, Odyssey is the X. I'm looking up You right can here. call it a platformer, but really, that was a puzzle game. That was a side-view puzzle yeah. game. Yeah, there were a lot, of, there were yeah, a lot yeah. of puzzles. It's kind of a spiritual successor to, like, Lemmings. Yeah. yeah. I was, that's what I was thinking of. But it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And, yeah, the story got... Once you get past the first level, the story gets it's very, very intense. Dark. It's very It's very, yeah. It's, it's a good tale. And a good time. Yeah. Cool. Mike? Uh, I'm going to go with another RPG. Surprise, surprise. Whoa! A JRPG? Whoa, gee! Is it a JRPG? Um, actually, it's more of an action RPG. Okay. Legend of Dragoon. Ooh. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Joe doesn't like that one. <laughs> I have a history with it. It, it's, it's a, it is a, it's kind of like a combination of our action RPG and JRPG. Whereas, like, you know, you, you go along and you get into these battles, but when you attack, like, it's weird. It's like you have, like, a couple of squares, and they, like, kind of spiral into each... One square spirals into the other one, and when it hits just the right spot, if you hit if you hit the button then, you do, like, the full... Mike, full Mike, 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 you're waking the, you're making this way too hard. It's Final Fantasy VIII with an actual physical hint on the screen when you're supposed to pull the button. Okay. That's it. Hmm. That's all it is. But, I mean, it, it's it's kind of cool because all the whole main characters, they all have this, like, this winged armor. And, it, you know, so you get this little flight um, element that you can get later on. It's, huh? Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it's not, it wasn't uh, kind of animated based style. It was actually, you know, physical characters. It's, it's, <coughs> yeah, it's, it's very, very similar to um, Final Fantasy VIII in the characters, like actual, actual designs type that thing. But it was fun. Absolutely, it's great. And the the best part of that game, I always thought, was the ridiculous names of the techniques. It's like <laughs> five fingered punch of the sticks technique. It's ridiculous. Yes, it, well. That's part of the fun. It was just a kind of over-the-top type thing. Yes, it's a very over-the-top game, absolutely. <laughs> it's out of control. Joe? Mm. All right. My next game is uh, number two of the Legacy of Kane series, Soul Reaver. Kane oh. is deified. The clans tell tales of him. Few know the truth. 
He was mortal once, as were we all. However, his contempt for humanity drove him to create me and my brethren. I am Raziel, firstborn of his lieutenants. I have served Cain a millennium. Well, technically it's number three chronologically. Chronologically, but number two in the uh, yeah. silence, mortal. Uh, I, I love Wild Man, actually. so good. Out of the Legacy of Cain series, uh, Soul Reaver was my first. I yeah. love the mechanics. That, that was my first one, actually. That was, yeah, that was my first one, too. I love the mechanics. I love the story. I mean, I love the fact that, that some some of the puzzles, some you know, part of the puzzle you have to do in the physical realm, and then some of the puzzle, you know, to finish the puzzle you have to do it in the uh, in the ghost realm yeah. or the wraith realm. Um, like I said the mechanics of sucking up the wraith, you know, you have to, you know, every time you kill somebody, you have to, uh, you you know, take their no, you to, you you expose your yeah. mouth to take in their soul. Basically, yeah. it's like this this <laughs> mouth at that, that point. It's this world. Well, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just his upper jaw. Yeah, because yeah. he like melted in the. Yeah, windows. I mean the main the main character like the there's this Brazil. there's a vampire Kane who became a vampire and was supposed to redeem the world, but instead he cursed it to vamp to like vampirism. vampirism and, and this was like years because like, like, he yeah. evolved into yeah, like yeah, this demon almost thousands of years later right. where he's ruled. And he's created all these like lieutenants, and you play Razio, one of his lieutenants, who you know was gifted, who gifted wings before anyone else. And oh, Cain was Cain Cain ripped, like that. Those, ripped the wings off and threw them into uh, this pool of water. Because Cain wanted to be the first one to get everything right. because he was the you know he was the alpha male. Yeah, so he comes. Right. So then Razio gets resurrected as this wraith who is designed to kill all of his all the, his brothers all and the then vampires. eventually kill Cain. But it becomes a lot more complicated than that. Yeah, and then Soul, right. Reaver, yeah. Soul Reaver 2 was pretty good, too. But Soul Reaver, I mean, as far as the PlayStation, the Soul Reaver was... It's a I fantastic, it. three-dimensional platformer with problem-solving yeah. uh, portions of it, but it doesn't hold up like original Blood Omen did. Blood Omen was just a great story. Like I said, graphically, like I said, it was, it was the first one. It was more of a top-down... More pixelated, mm -hmm. uh, more um, a sprite maybe based. There you go. The more sprite based. And, um, like I said, the story of you know of Kane basically being killed, just you know being murdered by assassins, yeah. coming back, having revenge. But then of course they want him to restore the pillars of Nazgoth, and of course then the choice is, do I want to keep them and restore the last one, or get rid of them? Well, of course, getting rid of them led to Soul Reaver. I, I play. I play. But just the the voice acting, the guy yeah. that did the voice of Kane, Simon Templeton. Every time yeah. he would get like a new item, he had to give this little backstory about it. And the way he talked about it is like you're kind of interested in knowing what what this like thing does. Yeah. You know, the spirit of the wolf gives me many times do I can walk it, go faster, and jump over cliffs. You know, at times I've never been this fast. You know, like you just yeah. like you would go fascinating. But yeah, um, it, 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 that's it, what I liked about that game. Well, if I if I remember, Soul Reaver was one of the first games, at least the first game that I remember that you had button combinations to perform your moves. <laughs> well, well, it was Besides like a Mortal Kombat, right? Well, no, but it was it was the first kind of game of its type where you did combo moves when you're attacking the enemy with a finishing move. Oh yeah, right. attack, 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 and then yeah. finish move. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, then, and, then you could, and then you could actually upgrade throughout the game. Yeah. What's kind of, what was kind of funny is like if you like killed someone but you didn't devour the soul and then and then like say you like you killed him with a with like a spear, and then you pulled out the spear. If you hadn't devoured the soul, soul, they the soul, the soul would go back in and oh. smack stronger. Huh. Finish the job or else. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I played Blood, Blood Omen, the original Blood Omen, recently. Uh, it, it's 
It is one because, giant steaming load after another. Yeah, it, it now, is a really hard that, one. That is a game series. No, not about the hard. I'm just bitching about the load times. Yeah. That, yeah. that is a game series. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was the show. That is a game series, or at least for me, Soul Reaver, that's a game that deserves a reboot or yeah. a remake or an update yeah. to put modern stance to the modern system. The one problem with that I have is they tried the, the, the Blood Omen 2 and 3, and that was terrible. So it's got to be full reboot it's at gonna, this yeah. point. Yeah. Like, Mike, uh, I'm gonna. Why do I talk about Blood Omen? So I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna talk about two fighting games here, fighting series, sure. and a combination here of the Namco series, uh, Tekken and Soul Edge. Awesome. Those yeah, were great. I so, you know, love Tekken. I find that um, I know I, I Namco, love Soul Edge. Soul Edge better. I think um, Namco really put out some great fighting games, and they were. They, it was almost like the answer to like Virtua Fighter for the Sega. Yeah. At the time, um, mm-hmm. I think out of all the Tekken games, I think three was probably the kind of the peak. But you know what? You know what? Tekken. I think was so much better than Virtual Fighter. Yeah, I agree. In terms Definitely. of graphics, yeah. in terms yeah. of mm-hmm. gameplay mechanics. But Virtual Fighter kind of started that genre in a sense. Well, I think you know, Tekken improved on it. Well, you, you say that, and, and you know, you speak about how you know the Nintendo versus Sony thing yeah. when it first came out. Nintendo was still very much devoted to the 2D sprite platforming thing. Sure. No, but it was Virtual Fighter. Fighter it, but it was Virtual Fighter. When they saw what how Virtual Fighter was doing in the in the arcades in Japan, that's what the Sony said. You know what? That's what we're gonna do. Right. Oh my God, Virtual Fighter! Let me tell you, when you say virtual reality, what I hear is somewhere around 1998. Yeah. And all of the Virtual Fighters look like they're from 1998. <laughs> well, funny thing is, those came out... Well, those came out like... came out like the early 90s. I actually played Virtual Lawn before. That was a game. More than Virtual Fighter, but... But um, I know Virtual Fighter came out like the early 90s. But, but going to Tekken, I mean... When you compare Tekken to Virtual Fighter, Tekken just looks so much better. Well, again, they took, they, they took that idea and improved on it. And then Soul Edge came out, and I was like... Yes. Tekken Three was fun though because um you know everybody loved Eddie Gordo because the way he kind of did that weird dance when he would do his fighting style. But the one funny thing that I used to find in the game was that force mode where you had to like fight. It was like a like an action type section. Mm. You pick a character. Mm, I used yeah. that one guy with the red hair do the three kicks. He was always easy. But of course there was a certain part where you'd get like a little help like a little thing of chicken that would like help like you know power you up. Yeah. You'd get the thing and the Tekken voice would go chicken. <laughs> Every single time. So, of course, we hear this thing every single time. Some of you are doing go, chicken. <laughs> and, like, let's go KFC 4, chicken. <laughs> so, it became, like, this joke ever since. But um, that was great. And, of course, Soul Edge was just a great game. You could, like, upgrade your weapons in the yeah. game. Um, but I think Namco really, really took the fighting series to a whole new level. I think mm. they really, really yeah. made it. Yeah. They really changed the whole thing. You had Street Fighter and those games for a while, the 2D sprites. But I think Tekken really paved the way for the 3D fighting games. Like for more, you know, eventually more combat evolved to that. Then you got other games like you know, the Justice, you know, the Justice League game, mm-hmm. and then Dead or, yeah, Dead or Alive. Um, it really, really helped pave the way for a lot of those games. For me, uh, Soul Edge was the first one that I think first fighting game I think that successfully melded, melded you know, a fighting game with a really good story. Because I mean, the story yeah. of the Soul Edge yeah. was pretty the good. Background and, and, and you know what? Wow. And it, well, and that and it made you, yeah, it made, yeah, it made you play oh, every yeah. character because you wanted to know yeah. what the story was for every right. character. Yeah. And, and, you and, the game ended, and the game ended up kind of revolving around Siegfried at one point. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, like it started, really, it started off with Cervantes, but 
eventually Siegfried was like after the second game, it really, really took place but, with you know he was really the one that kind of. It, it I, I mean, I love Solich just because I was such a huge <clears throat> fan of Samurai Showdown, the arcade. That was mm, a good game. That was a good game. You played Mr. Rubio, <laughs> didn't you? I did. Yes, me too. <laughs> but I, I love I love Samurai uh, Samurai Showdown. So when Soul Edge came out, I was like, oh, it's a fighting game with weapons and swords. Yes, I am all in. Now, do you remember when they came out with it? And there was, I think it was Soul Calibur 2 or 3. Mm-hmm. And then they had three different versions. One for Xbox, one yes. for PlayStation 2, and one for yeah, Nintendo GameCube. Yeah, and each one had an exclusive character. Yeah. PlayStation got the shit end deal of that one because you got... Um, Hihachi, you can drop a 10-8 combo like nothing. Right, but he didn't have a weapon. He was just his fists. Yeah, Nobody cares if you're Nintendo any good at it. Nintendo had Link. And, uh, so? That was actually a much better character. And Microsoft got... Who did he have? Spawn? But then, that's right, they have Spawn. But then yeah. PlayStation... But then Soul Calibur 4... Had Darth Vader, Darth Vader and Yoda. Yoda. And, All right, that's and, a little um, beyond the. I don't and, care. And the, Darth Vader and Yoda. And the and the Apprentice. <laughs> it's the, the second dimension. Oh, um, and he was I could still can't beat him. Starkill, yeah. I still can't beat him. Oh, he was he. Well, oh, he's tough. He was tough. Yeah. That's okay. Astaroth or GTFO. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one last time around one the table, round. briefly. Okay, and I'm going to talk about. Um, actually, it's a combination of games that kind of go hand in hand. Real quick, Parappa the Rappa and Um Jammer Lammy. Kick, punch, it's all in the mind. Kick, punch, it's all in the mind. If you wanna test me, until you find the things I'll teach ya, be sure to beat ya. Nevertheless, you'll get a lesson from teacher. Now kick, kick, punch, punch, jump, jump, block. Once more, now kick. If you have epilepsy, that's a game. Those are oh, yeah. not the Absolutely. Game. All I gotta say is Chop Chop Master Onion was probably the best character in that game. These games, I mean, seriously, were the worst ideas in the world that turned into great games. Step on the gas. Step on the gas. If you can rap, you can fight. Um, really? Wait a minute. Wait, what? Wait, if, he, huh? if you can watch a car, you know karate. So <laughs> How do we get back to Eddie Gordo again? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the thing with this game, too, is that the graphics were ahead of their time. I mean, they were used, yeah. I think they were using cell shading I for these. Because they, they almost, they were it was almost like a very Paper Mario. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It was exactly like a Paper Mario. <laughs> and it, it just looked fantastic. It's just, I mean, I don't have a lot to say about the games, but other than, you know, they took a really stupid idea and turned it into something revolutionary. It, it I, very well. Yeah. I don't know if they ever, I mean, I think they, they came up with a Parappa 2. They did. Yeah. Chop Chop Master Onion was not doing too well. Oh. And uh, his dojo shut down. Oh, all right. So it was Because um, Jammer Lammy only had the one game. Yeah, he was like the like a spin-off character. Yeah. But, yeah, that's all I got to say. Joe! Well, I'm glad to hear you had something to say about that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All done. Muppet Rest Mania for the PS1 was a pile of crap. Mm. Muppet Cruise Party for the PS2 is a lot of fun. All right. Cool. Um, Vandal Hearts. Yeah. Is uh, another RPG surprise surprise. This was uh, uh, this one was uh, rank. this was a tactic RPG though. All right. Yeah, uh, very much like uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, which also came out, but I never actually played that one. Yeah, Vandal Hearts. Yeah, I mean it's I mean you had. Your characters, um, you know, like swordsmen, uh, defenders, and like aerials, uh, flyers, and yeah, uh, archers and uh, mages, and you know each one was strong against other one other type, um, and so and you had to move them, and you know if you were in water, you had to, um, you had like some weakness, 
Uh, we, well, you, know, you were like uh, at, dis at a disadvantage for a defense. If you were higher up, you had an advantage. If you attacked with the side or the back, you were had an advantage. Um, and I mean, whenever someone, whenever you attacked uh, an enemy, they could they would automatically attack back unless you killed them. And but it was, I mean, the story on that one was it was good. It wasn't. It's not great, but. The, the whole style of it was really, it, it stood out for me. Joe, you actually thought of one? I did actually. Uh, Mike inspired me for a JRPG, uh, Xenogears. Ooh, Ooh, that was a really good one. founding game for the Xenosaga series, which would happen years later. Yeah, kind of spiritual but, successor, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but Xenogears was just so much better than any of the Xenosaga games. I didn't mind Xenosaga, but I did like Xenogears. Yeah, you cannot mind it, but Xenogears was good. Yeah. <laughs> He's not saying Xenosaga's bad, he's saying Xenogears was best. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I'll buy it's that. It's like the Ur JRPG. You've got your Christ mythology in there. You've got giant robots. You've got a guy who practices martial arts who just randomly is going to save the world. Yeah. You have your mandatory small fuzzy animal, which is also awesome for no apparent reason. <laughs> you have a giant robot that is apparently a member of the clan, which is hard to describe, but it's in there. <laughs> Fun all the way around. Yeah, right? I mean, that nails it down. <laughs> Soylent Green gets a cameo. <laughs> Why not? Sure, Why the hell not? Uh, um, Silent Hill. Oh! Wasn't even thinking about that one. Silent Hill. Good call. Because I always forget that's a PS1 game. That is 1999. First, yeah. it was and I'm going to tell you now, that damn that dog was the culprit behind every single one of those games. That game revolutionized so so much. It took the survival horror and it made, gave it a really nasty psychological twist. But it was you also say you can't win. Yeah. But it was also the I think it was it was the first game to have where your actions can lead to good ending, endings. bad endings. But there's yeah, five no. different endings. Uh, uh, Chrono Trigger. Right there you. Go. But, but I'm gonna say that Chrono Trigger, Trigger gives you good hints on how to get the good endings. Silent this one, Hill, you, have no, you have no clue what you're doing. You're unless you, you're looking, unless you looked up the walkthrough, forget it. I yeah. mean, yeah. atmosphere in terms of at, the oh. atmosphere. Now, Joe, that's a game that emphasized like sound you just design. Just flashlight that, on. That just the sound the radio, design. Radio, the game. radio. Oh, on the radio. And then you had that thing with a freaking triangle. All right, I'm gonna talk about a few shit games here for a second. Oh, Which is, is the one? sequel to Silent Hill? Oh, oh, um... It's not Silent it's Hill not, No. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> no, like Shattered, Shattered Dreams. Well, Electric again, Boogaloo. it's three. Oh. Damn it. Oh. All right. Anyway. So, actually, Mike, why don't you get us started? Because that was actually going to be our next thing. Why don't you get us started now? Yep. The, the fails. The utter, utter fails. Right, I'm going to just go through a quick list here, and then if you want to discuss, that's fine. Yeah. Um, although, I do have a soft spot for Mary Kate and Ashley's Magical Mystery Mall. Um, <laughs> of course you do. Because, you know... Hey. Right between your temples. Absolutely. Kaboom. Thank you for Later that. Later on, Mike will be signing autographs in his windowless van. <laughs> <laughs> Free candy for all who attend. Oh, yeah. Chris Hansel will make a special <laughs> guest appearance later. 
What are you doing? All right, so let's start doing? off. Let's start with one of the shittiest fighting games of all time, Star Wars: Massive Terras Kasi. Yep. That's that freaking yeah. game. That game was dog shit. You mean they made a shitty Star Wars game? Yes, no. they did. There are a few no. shitty Star Wars games, but this one's probably the licensed game. This I'm was shocked. the shittiest. <laughs> I'm sorry. When you're playing as Luke Skywalker, you still can't fucking beat anything. I'm sorry. No, that doesn't work. For me Darth Vader can't slice through anything with his lightsaber. End of story. Apparently, yeah, during really. apparently during Pepsi's promotional things, they actually handed out PlayStation copies. Of, copies of Ready for this. Pepsi Man. Yes, you played as Pepsi Man. Somehow still um, worse than Cool Spot. There was a game I played one time. It was one of the oh, first yes. games. I remember that. Oh. <laughs> Sega Master System. Uh, no. no. Nintendo. Nintendo. Yes. No, it was Genesis. Genesis. No, it was, it was, it was the Genesis, Genesis version. I played Genesis. the Master System oh, yeah. version. Alright, you played the Master System version? Yeah. That's how you have to pronounce it. Master System. Master. That wasn't a bad system. It was very underrated. Xbox 360 had Sneak King. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Mike, continue. Um... Tunnel B1 was another game I remember playing. It was one of the first games I played on the PlayStation. I had a demo of it. And you're basically a tank in a tunnel, and that's pretty much it. There was really nothing more about it. And then, of course, then there was the Mortal Kombat spin-off series. This was like a dog oh, shit game. I remember that. It was the one. It was Mortal Kombat Special Forces. Yeah, you play as Jax. Not the WCW Sonya. Special Forces, but Mortal Kombat. You played? No, it wasn't Jax. Was it Jax or was Jax it? Jax um, and Sonya Blade, I think. I thought it was Striker for some reason. No, no, Striker wasn't in this one. No. But um, yeah, you played as them, and it was like a. It was like a. Was it the Baywatch Knights of uh, Mortal Kombat games, or? No, the problem is that Anything it's Baywatch another is step re- removed from that because they had a decent set of uh, Mortal Kombat spin-off games where you played as either Liu Kang or Kung Liao, and those were okay platformers. The Sub-Zero one games. was okay, too. But this was special one was, This was like, what the hell are you doing? And then they finally brought back the fighting series. Uh, right. But, uh, this was just a horrible, this horrible was, game. It didn't also have nothing to do with Mortal Kombat. It was just those two going off. It was like a side scrolling game. It was like a side scroll game where they fight yeah. all of a sudden there might be like a like a point and shoot type thing and then of course there was another game called no one can stop mr domino i mean just the name itself you know can you really stop him no. you can but only with a copy then there was this weird game actually mike that sounds with a copy of monster rancher actually i was just gonna say it sounded like a bad like series of amateur porn yeah, titles, titles yeah. then there was this weird game that steve bought. hey what are you doing here um, i remember um domino Oh, then I remember there was this weird game that Steve bought. Yeah. Here it is. I found it. Avoid the it's quite right for this. It was called Incredible Crisis. And Incredible Crisis follows the four. This is the game. This is a, this is a game. It was a Japanese game, but it got ported over to America. Here's the premise. Incredible Crisis follows the four members of a working class Japanese family on their bizarre adventures home from the daily routines to get birthday presents for the family's grandmother. The game consists of several action-oriented mini-games strung together in book-ended with pre-ended cutscenes. The game was designed and scripted by Kenichi Nishi and features music by whoever. All right, so that, those, that, if you fail a mission, that better end in seppuku. Oh my God, it was just like. I'd rather play. Oh, it was it was it was the epitome of Japanese type games, and Steve goes, "This is a great game." Like, it's not. I disagree. I think. <laughs> The epitome of Japanese type games was Clock Tower. Oh, Scissor Man? That thing was fucking terrifying <laughs> and awful. That was, that was terrifying. A brutally bad and game. And the problem is, once that fucking Scissor Man came around, you could not hide from that guy to save you your were life. Fucked, and no and matter thing, what you did, you had to be careful where you hid because if you hit him one spot the first time, you couldn't go back to that spot again because if you did, he found you. Yup. Music and he's like he's like this little slithering guy with these big scissors. And at one point, you knock him off a castle, falling into the water. He's supposed to be fucking dead. He comes back later. I'm like, come on, death by head shear. He's not Jason. Oh yeah, it's, remember that was just oh, oh that was all bad. right. 
I got one. Premise to the game, but it was just the game mechanics were awful. I got one that I never actually played because there's a story behind it, of course. Um, the X Files. It was a two disc series. It was just doing the pinnacle of X Files. And um, I was at Toys R Us and I was with Jim. And I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm such a big X-Files fan. I think I'm going to buy that game. And Jim's like, no. Not a bit. I'm like, well, you know what? I'm going to try Have you played it? Like, yeah, I played it. I'm like, yeah, you know, this is probably up my, up my alley. I'm going to play this. And he looks at me and goes, Andrew, do not play this game. I've known Jim as long as I've known my parents. So, for essentially, if he's calling me Andrew, I know this game is shit. <laughs> <laughs> did he use your middle name? No, he did not. <laughs> Nobody uses my middle name. There's oh, good reason for that. Mostly because you don't have one, right? Not, no, I'm not no. Harry. <laughs> I'm not Harry um, Scheidenfried Truman. So, oh my God, yeah. I don't think have, have we have anyone has anyone in this table mentioned uh, Crash Bandicoot? No, 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 no. We pointedly, well, I mean, well, we, we, we titled the episode after it. Platformers, which I mentioned. But that wasn't a bad game, and actually, that was the game they were trying to license as the Sony mascot. Right. Okay, um, I think the first game was good, but then the guy said the game again. It's like you said, the games got very repetitive. Right. Um, it started off. The first one was very good because it was very different in the sense, but um, when you started basically just shining the same thing over and over again, <laughs> mm. it just it got stale. It was no irritating stick, though. I mean, Is that the game you're talking about right now? Irritating stick. You know what irritating oh, stick was? I know irritating It was stick. a game where you had to guide a stick through a friggin' maze. You touch one wall, you die. That was it. Based on the Midway game. So, Hence the name, Irritating <laughs> Stick. Well, that nails it right down. It does. It, it does. does. If you buy this game, you will be irritated. Buy the stick. <laughs> Joe, any fails? Any, any $5.99 bargain, you know, <laughs> used clearance bin items that you purchased at Game Pass? Iron Man yes. Exo Mail yeah. War. Yes. Star Wars Episode One Jedi Power Battles. We discussed it. Yeah, we discussed it on the last one. Wait, that game was the fighting game we played like... Wait, no. Obi-Wan Kenobi or Mace Windu? Wait a minute. That, the, the, sat, um, the Dreamcast version was actually better. No, this is a straight fighting game. Everybody, take a drink. Mike's defending the Dreamcast. I had the Dreamcast. It was a good No, no, no. Wait a second. You just defended it again. Drink. It was a good... You're telling me... All right. No, no. It's not the Dreamcast. He's defending the Star Wars. No, no. I know. I know. on the Dreamcast was a lot better than It's a running joke. I know. Hey, now. Dreamcast was a great system and even better if you had any way to burn a CD. No, because his thing. Yeah. No. <laughs> Dude, the Dreamcast version of this game was better than the PlayStation version. All right. It's you know what was a shitty better. Star Wars game for the PS1? And I told this story on the last episode. It's a mess. Yes. I that pre- was a bad game. I pre-ordered that motherfucker. And okay. I what you played. It was awful. How many hours years. of your life do they owe you back? Oh, really? uh, too, too many. Yeah, no, it was awful. Awful. What was awful about it? I mean, come God. on. What was awful about it? Everything. It was a straight-up fighting game. Oh, what game? Suck Jedi Power. Oh, okay, yeah. Like I said, the Dreamcast part made it better. I played Dreamcast version. Which Wait, again. <laughs> I played the Dreamcast version, which actually, I'm sorry, about. that one was bad. The Dreamcast version was I didn't bad. have the Dreamcast version because I played the PlayStation version. Six months the PS2 is going to be coming out. Yeah, they rated it. I remember they rated the Dreamcast version being the better version because they had kind of made it more for that. And I think they went back and put it on the PlayStation and it didn't port well. That was the issue. Ooh, watch out, Skull. That was a good game. No, no, no. 
Oh, Hot Shots Go was fantastic. Oh, I thought, I thought you were still talking about Jedi. Oh, yeah, no, no. You're talking about Hot Shots Go. Oh, Hot Shots Go. The Dreamcast version was good. If you played it, you probably... Might try to slide that one in there, though. Yeah, <laughs> um, oh, God. I'm trying to think of any other games that... You know what really pissed me off were, like, actual arcade ports? Oh, From... To chew the PlayStation? Well, you know what? You know what? Like, the Activision series. Compared to what came before in terms of arcade ports? Yeah. Actually, you know, when you, when you compare the uh, Pac-Man port from 1982 to the Atari. Oh, yeah. You know, it, a little bit more, the fidelity was a little bit more there than it was. Then I could get it on my phone within the same year. Yeah. True. Yeah. Oh, man. So... Uh, anybody else got any final thoughts, any passing thoughts here before we uh, wrap up? No. No thoughts. No thoughts, none. We're emptied. There was one game, actually, there was one game I was hoping would come out but never did. It was actually called Maycross uh, VFX Games. It was oh, VFX. Macross? It was supposed to be, I remember I got a demo. Oh, I remember. I got I was a demo. so excited. I pre-ordered it. And then it didn't come out. It never came out. At the last yeah. minute, I remember I went to a game, I went to was Electronics Boutique at the time. I oh, God, on. yeah, you're right. It was EB. And, and they, had, they, always had the, they always had the list. I got a demo. games, and they always said, it always said, coming out. In the and I had, out, I had a out. demo of the game. I found it. I got, it, was, it was one of those. Remember PlayStation had like the CD magazine that came out with the PlayStation Underground? Do you remember that? Yeah. Actually, MST guys did a whole thing with it. They, uh, I remember that. Yeah. I, guess, I, have, I saw that disc somewhere. I had, I had the demo because it had the demo. VFX and it had Pat Labor. And I'll tell you, VFX was fun. I was having fun because you could like you could switch between the you know the max yep. and I was seeing a fight one. That was it. And I'm going. This game is coming out in America in March or something like that. Whatever oh. time. So I remember look, waiting for it, waiting for it. I went over to the guys. Oh yeah, is that out yet? He's like, well, let me look. Yeah, it got canceled. Yeah. Right that day, I was like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" He's like, "Yeah, I don't know." Said, oh, You're like the third person asked me about this game. I'm like, really? I loved. I was so excited. That was a game. that was a fun I game. Got the and poster because they had the po- the poster. Oh yeah. man, it was just fun. Well, well the post the the poster that was going to be the cover of the game was an oh, awesome, awesome image. But I remember uh, then we got make Robux Tech Battle Cry, which was okay. Yeah, it, was, it was okay. It was very um, dull and repetitive. All right, well, guys. Great conversation as always. Yeah. This is interesting. So, um, when did the PS2 come out? 2000? Oh. No, 2000. It was around 2001. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. So we got about five, six years before we're gonna have this conversation again. So we got to find out the gaming system to. Well, actually, you know what? Now we got Dreamcast. Now we got to wait four more years. So we can do the uh, 20th anniversary of the Dreamcast. There we go. What, what about a PC? Number nine, you know, nine, PC and, and Macintosh games. Well, that's going to be one set of conversation, especially for 90s stuff, because they were like three Mac games. Marathon. Yeah, but, but, but even before the 90s. I know. I, I know. played T-Rex. Ooh. Oregon Trail. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Again, Marathon, I'm telling you. So, anyway. Anyway, next episode is our annual Halloween episode, which... Um, I'm not mistaken. Is the it was the entry level episodes for both Joe and Catherine. It was yeah. my, my, it'll, it'll be my two year anniversary. It'll be your two year anniversary. What did, what did we talk about last year? We talked about dra- uh, vampires last year. Was oh, that your yeah. first episode with us, or did you sit in before that? Uh, was I on the uh, Marvel DC episode before that? No. Oh uh, yeah, you were. Yeah. You were. Okay. That was the first time I appeared was the Marvel. But you weren't official yet. I don't think. No, I was, not, guest, I was not. So, so was all right. Official until after the. Uh, the, dry, the uh, Halloween episode. Okay. Well, the Halloween episode is, you know, our annual tradition. And this year, we've literally run the well dry. So this time, we're actually going to be talking about something Halloween-related. We're going to be talking all about Halloween treats, candy, and in turn, 
all the fall flavors of uh you know of the autumn. Oh, you know Andy does love him so much. Pumpkin spice, yo! Yeah. I'm so white. So if you have any um special snacks or whatever, oh and and trust me, we will be discussing the um the uh the Burger King horror whopper. Oh, oh, the one nice. that makes your shit green? Yeah, yeah the one that makes your shit green. <laughs> you can't get those anymore. What? Yeah, I went into a burger. That is bullshit. didn't last long. That is green shit right there. That is green shit. I went into a burger King the other day. I was trying to get one. They said, yeah, they stopped sending them out. And then basically when we ran through all of our inventory, that was it. We were told that, you know, we, we can't clean the toilets anymore. So... Yeah. I've never been so happy to not be participating in something. <laughs> All right. I'll tell you, that, I, I, see my... how Black Bun just did that? No, did no gap. You know what? They, it's very popular in Japan. They, really? they sell year-round. Yeah, because there's like they squid oil, oil in it. For it's like one sauce in these ones. Or something All right. Like that. So anyway, well, hey, save they, it. You know what? They got all their breakfast at McDonald's now. So, save you know, the conversation. Well, next time. Next time. Okay. In, in about two weeks, we'll be coming back with our Halloween episode. So if you want to get in on this conversation, sure. if there's any... Um, candies that you absolutely can't stand that the kids always get, you know, in terms of the parent tax, because you don't want them. Uh, you can email us at uh, geeksaladradio at gmail.com. You can uh, follow us on Facebook at Geek Salad Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Geek Salad uh, Radio at Twitter. Uh, and you can also check out our archive either at geeksalad.podbean.com. Uh, you can check the archive out also at the Stitcher app, the iTunes app, the Podbean app. And check out our full history at geek-salad.com. So, until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Mike. I'm Catherine. Also Joe. Thank you, Joe, for joining us. So, thank you. Go forth and be nerdful. We will talk to you later.